This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hi, everyone. It's Megan. And it's Bradley with a voice. He does have a voice. We were pretty shocked how well he recovered this weekend. Yeah, it didn't take much time. I uh, basically, they, they didn't put me fully under. It was just a conscious sedation. I don't know. I'm not sure how it works, but either way we go about it. Sore throat for a few days, but I'm here. Yep. So really from there, we're just continuing on as normal. Um, And we're going to talk about the recipe from this weekend. Yeah. So this weekend we made, um, we called it an Inca stew. And it had multiple beans in it, tomatoes, potatoes, a little bit of um, Ajay Panka paste, which is a chili pepper from Peru. Now, one of the big problems I had with this recipe was that we used canned goods. Yeah. And that was because of the surgery. We didn't know what I was going to be like, and we didn't want to take and make Megan do everything. So we used canned goods, and that was unfortunate. I may revisit this. We may revisit this sometime and use actual dried beans and so on and so on. Yeah, because one of the things that we try to stay as accurate as possible, but we also depend a lot on convenience with these just simply because it makes it more accessible for other people. Yeah, but... You can buy a pack of dried beans. Well, I say that. I don't know anymore. <laughs> to be honest with you, I genuinely don't know what food should cost anymore. <laughs> How much is a banana, Michael? Five dollars? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's getting insane. Yeah, it's one of those kind of things that we will often make sure we have the staple items. So we can still make the recipes even if we, you know, don't have the time. Yeah. I mean, 
That's pretty much what all cooking is, really. Honestly, I feel like the people who go out and buy tons of ingredients for one meal, it can be a little bit food waste. Yeah. So I mean, unless you're cooking for a large family. Yeah. But if you're just cooking for yourself and then the leftovers just sit and waste, then, you know, maybe reconsider how much you're cooking. Exactly. So one of the things we were most excited about with this recipe was like the introduction of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. We haven't had tomatoes for a really long time, and I forgot how much flavor they add to a dish. Yeah, that was the one thing that this dish, it, it, it worked. All the flavors complemented each other very well. The I'm not a big fan of quinoa, and it's not because of a taste or anything. I don't like the popping <laughs> of the quinoa. He's a texture person. I'm a texture person when it comes to quinoa. But... It still it added to it, and it it was just, it was delicious. It was a very filling dish. Um, it basically just kind of fit the uh, fit what we needed because we only ate about a cup of it a piece, and it was more than enough. Yeah. Now the downside to this dish is flatulence. Oh my god! Um, because you are eating a lot of beans. Uh, it, you, you get mighty gassy afterwards. Yeah. So just just be prepared for that. It was like that scene from Blazing Saddles. It was a pretty rough night. Yeah. A couple of the ingredients we could have added that we didn't would have been things like squash, gourds. Mussels. Yeah, we could have added mussels, a lot of seafood. And it was mostly because a lot of the recipes on our blog are pretty meat-heavy, so it's been kind of nice to focus on vegetarian and vegan recipes for a little bit. Makes it a bit more inclusive. Yeah. Also, as we're all struggling with $33 chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only going to get more expensive. Exactly. It's probably good to have these staple meals lying around. Well, until they start to get more expensive. Ah, can't wait for beanflation. Yeah, it's probably already here. We just don't know it yet. I mean, it's like we tried, we bought rice over the weekend and that was... Oh my gosh, it was so expensive. Yeah. But no, it was it was well worth making and just delicious. I would have liked it with a slightly more spicy paste, but I'm married to him. So if you have a... I feel like the small amount of paste that went into it was perfect. Yeah. So if you are somebody who can handle more, I would probably, you know, up it from half a teaspoon to a full teaspoon of... Uh, panka, or go ahead and go for Aja Amor- um, Amarillo. Why stop there? Just put ghost peppers into it. No, ghost peppers are not from Peru. Well, I mean, but if you're looking for spice. Listen. And you hate yourself. No. Yeah. <laughs> I love myself, and I love the pain that I go through for that. Ah, I bet you do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sadist. A little bit. Yeah, so one of the ingredients that we didn't include, though, um, but we could have very easily would have been corn. Because mm-hmm. um, like corn tortillas and stuff, especially just pure corn tortillas, are very common in that region for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. the thing is, like, as we continue to move northward, corn is going to become more prevalent and it's going to become pretty much part of every dish. So we kind of decided that, you know what, we're going to be very corn heavy for the next few weeks, so maybe we just don't. And I think it was a good choice. Yeah. I would like to try it with corn, though. Yeah, this is definitely one of those dishes that we're going to make on our own time um, for a dinner coming up. Yeah. Because it it felt really, really nice to have with the cold weather we've been having lately. Yeah. 
And now this week it's turning off nicer for some reason. I'll make it cold again. Uh, who knows? <laughs> to be honest with you, climate change is uh, it's throwing wild. us all for a loop. <laughs> yeah, so when we, when we go ahead and start uh, working on the dessert this week, we kind of get to use everything. It's kind of like when we did the, um, the feast at the end of the Greek Empire with everything from trade. Um, that's kind of what we're going to do with this recipe. Yeah. Because we'll have access to strawberries and maize and gourds, pumpkins and squash. So it's going to be a... A lot of foods that we take for granted. And that we wouldn't think to put together for certain things. So it's going to be fun. Um, I'm excited to think about what this dessert's going to be. Well, here's a fun little fact for you. So, you know, it's called maize because that's what the Native Americans called it and... You know, it's perfectly okay. The reason we call it corn is because of the British. And it's because the British literally refer to anything that is a grain as corn. So it just became a name that got adopted. And, you know, when you, when you think about it, corn is just so plain, but maize just rolls off the tongue. It is very fun, though. When we lived in England, we had to constantly listen to people sarcastically call corn maize. Yeah, and it was. And then we sat there and went, yeah, you know, uh, never mind the fact that we call it what the natives called it, you know, and, and that usually got one of two reactions, either that shut them up immediately or they were just like, we're the British Empire. <laughs> so, yeah, it went well. It went well. We love all of our British friends. Oh, yeah. I, I, I joke that we argue with them, but to be fair, we, we love all of them. Yeah. We even went so far to think of a way to explain biscuits and gravy without um, making everyone uncomfortable. Because for our American friends out there, uh, cookies are what they call biscuits. Anything hard and has a sweet to it. Yeah. So what we had decided to call biscuits and gravy was basically unfruited scones. Uh, with flour, white gravy. Yeah. And, and when you say it that way, it just sounds disgusting. It does. It sounds like we've broken it down to a point where it's just rubbish. <laughs> so moving forward, our next big recipe collection is going to be Central America. I'm excited for Central America. Yeah. I'm not excited for avocados. I'm so excited for avocados. No. Oh, I miss avocados. So we'll be moving forward to Central America will probably be there for a while because there is a lot of ingredients that open up to us. Yeah, and a lot of the same ingredients that we've already been using, but it still opens up a lot of ingredients. Well, and one of the big things that we'll have that we don't have as much of in South America, of when the Spanish started colonizing, they wrote down certain things like recipes and what foods they were seeing being served. I doubt it was recipes. It was probably more or less just these are the foods that they're combining together. And it, I mean, granted, you know, they just came across the ocean and had no food to themselves. So why not take it from the locals like every colonizer does? Sure did. And uh, they know how to cook it. So you watch and you learn and then you start cooking it from them. Yeah. So it definitely is quite a bit of a take and take and take. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's all colonization is. There is there is no mutual colonization. It, Could it, you imagine? <laughs> no, I can't because there's never been a mutual colonization. It's only ever been a one-sided thing. Full stop. 
Yeah. So what we're going to be focusing on is the different cultures and their different time periods and what recipes either existed or that we can put together based off of that. Yeah, we have three major players. You got the Aztecs, the Olmec, and the Maya. And each one of them, I mean, they kind of coexisted along each side each other, but some lasted longer, so on and so on. But it's going to leave us a lot of room to kind of expand. And it, it'll basically be expanding northward, you know, starting down at the South Central America, if that makes sense. Panama. Um, with the Maya. And then you get to the Olmec. And then you get to the Aztec. So working our way through those three cultures, the food itself is not going to change too much because those cultures derived a lot from each other. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And, you know, might get a little. Repetitive. Yeah. The big thing is going to be the importance of certain dishes, because just like with every culture, there are certain foods that we will hold higher than others. Yeah. And so that's going to be kind of the big thing. Yeah. And that's the thing is finding those foods is going to be easier um, because there is at least some written language about the going ons. So that'll be nice. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing is going forward is preparing ourselves for North America, which I don't know. I'm actually really, really excited for. Like, I know we were like weeks away. Well, yeah, but I mean, North America's home. Exactly. And, you know, going up, you, you the continent is so large that just picking one area and going from there isn't going to work. We're going to have to take and break North America up into multiple different sections. And I'm personally excited for the prairies because, you know, coming from the prairies, it's uh, it's sunflower season, baby. <laughs> no, it's not sunflower season, but it's always sunflower season in my head. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those kind of things that like um, there's been more Native American restaurants that have been popping up over the last couple of years. And so it's becoming more accessible for people to kind of understand, like, what is um, indigenous foods to North America. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited to do it ourselves. Yeah. And, it's, and like, you know, having bison as an option, having elk, moose, I mean, the list goes on. Having those all as options and being easily accessible. Yeah. Not cheap, unfortunately. But easily accessible is kind of nice. Cheaper than what kangaroo was. 
That, that would be true. I mean, granted, kangaroo literally came from the other side of the world. So I can kind of understand... Why it was a bit more expensive. Why, yeah. But bison I can understand because, you know, we literally just got them off the endangered species list. It, it took some time. It took some time. But that was one of the things growing up in Kansas was, you know, learning about how bison were so important to the area. And then, you know, if, if you were lucky enough to drive by Fort Leavenworth, they had... I still have bison mm-hmm. um, on the grounds at Fort Leavenworth. I don't know if it's like a free prison guard or what, <laughs> but if you were lucky enough as you drove by Fort Leavenworth, you could see the bison grazing, and that was always fun. I never thought of them as that, but yeah, they're all outside the prison. They're also outside of Lansing yeah. uh, Correctional. I think that they literally, Kansas literally sat there and decided, <laughs> we're going to bring the bison back just as free prison guards. All they need is grass, and they will murder anything that comes near them. <laughs> so, I, I think that you know, I think we just fi- we, figured we, it out. We cracked the code of tax saving money in Kansas. Yeah, we're gonna take and wake up tomorrow morning, and there's gonna be a bison outside of our front uh, door. Yeah, it's probably why Kansas can afford better highways than Missouri. Oh, oh zinger! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's gonna be nice, and just having that huge continent just to go through and that's the thing is like we sit there and we talk about north america and we often forget you know canada alaska those two are still part of north america Mm -hmm. and as you move further north you know granted i'm not eating seal that's not something i'm comfortable with doing um partially because the way that you know, it's gathered. And for the native populations, that's the way you do it. Cool. But anybody that isn't part of the native population that just loves to go seal clubbing, you got some serious issues. I was going to say, there's a quick side story of a time right after we moved here where Brad was <laughs> going to take me to go see the baby seal uh season where they all come out and they do their thing and he went to google what's the best place to see you know baby seals and it said where's the best place to club baby seals it was where's the best place to see seals in canada and all of the first results were literally the best places to go clubbing for seals in canada and it was um an (laughs) eye-opener because I genuinely, you know, you hear jokes about it, but I didn't think that it was anything that people outside of the native population did. And to find out that it's actually kind of a pastime for Canadians was uh, a little scary. It was a bit And now I, 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 you know, it might explain why they're so nice. Because <laughs> once a year they just go out and they beat little seals to death and they get all their aggression out in that one time. And then the rest of the year they're just back to... It's like the purge. <laughs> yeah, in a way. So if if you're Canadian and you enjoy seal hunting or clubbing, it's not even hunting, it's just yeah. clubbing. Why? Why? And if you say it's part of your culture, it's not. Unless you are a native population, it's not part of your culture. You're just going out to take and beat something to death just to beat something to death. Come on. Which then we ask, please don't. They're cute. Like, I could never look at a seal and be like, that one should go club you. That <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Never look at a seal and sit there and go, 
I think you might have murdered my mother. <laughs> and then do the deed. I mean, to be fair, seals are so cute, they probably do spend all day thinking of murder. But. I don't know. It's just, it's even more messed up when you realize that large parts of the seal population are actually being devastated by other things that we're doing. And the fact that Canada still actively allows for non-native populations to go out and do seal clubbing is just kind of screwed up. Yeah. So. I wonder if it's kind of like what fox hunting is in England, where it's kind of like a upper class thing to go and do it. Maybe. It's like fox hunting has started to become... Taboo. Yeah, it's not so acceptable. Yeah. And for good reason. It's terrible. It is terrible. And at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of rich people riding a horse and then watching their dogs tear a fox to uh, part. It, it, it's screwed up. Yeah. And it's it's a good thing it's changing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of those things of like, as time goes on, hopefully the governments get on board with... Making some of these things illegal, like also the wolf hunting from helicopters, like just crazy things. Yeah, especially because now we're starting to realize just how important wolves are to the ecosystem. And then you get people complaining about coyotes everywhere. And it's like, well, if you wouldn't have killed off all the wolves, they would have kept the coyotes in check. But you killed the wolves off for reasons. <laughs> and... Now you're complaining about the coyotes and going, well, there's nothing we can do about these. It's the circle of life. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you, you destroy one part of the ecosystem. Another part of the ecosystem is going to, you know, take over and you may not like what takes over. And ultimately, it'll probably end up destroying another part of the ecosystem. So it's it's a vicious cycle that humanity has yet to figure out because I think I said it last week. We are stupid. Brad's Magneto speech for the week. Yeah, I'm sorry. This was a long rant. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry if uh, any of the talk of, you know, clubbing seals and whatnot was disturbing. It's something that needs to be talked about, though. Yeah, it's, it's one of those kind of things that, like, it is disturbing. It still actively occurs. And yet again, native populations, that's the way you've done things. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you can't do that. But if you're white going out there to club seals and saying it's part of your culture, I've got some choice words for you. Yeah. So. It just goes back to this idea of um, we sometimes decide because it's okay for others that it's okay for us, ignoring the fact that we have no real ownership. No, I mean, that's pretty much what all white culture is, though. <laughs> it's just sitting there going, well, they're doing it, so I'm going to do it, and I'm going to call it my own. That's true. And... Yeah, that, that's pretty much all white culture is. So yeah, let's let's avoid that now going forward. Yeah, People. and let's let's wrap this podcast up. <laughs> I think that it's probably gone on long enough. <laughs> so yeah, the whole series, the whole series. Yeah, just just end it now. Just end the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, from there we're we're gonna focus on the recipe this week. Get the dessert out. Um, and yeah, so if you have if you have gone ahead and tried this Inca stew, let us know what you think, because we yeah. really enjoyed it. And we don't get a lot of feedback of what you guys think of our recipes. Yeah. And this is one of those that it's a good hearty meal. It's something that, you know, you can make it and it'll feed a whole family or it'll feed you for a week. It's all staple goods. So it's easy to make, easy to come across. And yeah, I highly recommend making it. For sure. 
So just let us know. Um, always drop a comment. Yeah. Message us however you want to. Send a pigeon. Yeah, I mean, for that to work, carrier pigeons are, we'd have to take and raise the pigeon, mm. have the pigeon move to them. They attach the letter, and then that pigeon flies back. So maybe just email us. Um, yeah, use modern technologies. <laughs> um, carrier pigeons, you know. Or at least give us five years to get the carrier pigeon stock up. I don't know if it takes that long. I think the issue is getting the carrier pigeon from here mm. to the person. And then that person mailing the letter back on the carrier pigeon when you and I were the ones that had to drop that carrier pigeon off to them, meaning that they could have just told us in person. <laughs> Instead, we're waiting for that carrier pigeon to make its way back here, which it might not do because it might get killed by another bird. So it's at the end of the day, just send an email or a comment. <laughs> That'd be so much easier. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it for this week. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you, guys. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.